On this episode of Scammer Stories. You thought, oh, that's nice. Mom's talking to guys. And then you got this one. You were like, wait. I've been promising that I'd tell my mother's story. April, what yeah. were you thinking when you, you said, okay, Mom, yeah, we'll look for a house for you and Gerald to live in? I'm not going to say I'm exactly ready for this. My mom isn't happy that I'm sharing her story. I did let her know, however, that this was going to happen. And it's time. That's because so many women have been brave enough to tell me their stories. So here's how we're going to handle this episode. I found the best radio news reporter I know, and he interviewed me. To be fair, I didn't edit, although I did think about it. This was a little uncomfortable for me. I'm usually on the other side of the microphone. I'm just hoping that if I tell this story, it can help at least one person. So here it is. You're rolling. It's your show. <laughs> okay. All right. So I guess we'll start with my mom found out she had cancer about a year ago. And it was ovarian cancer. She was really sick. They went in and they took out everything they could. I mean, so many organs they took out of her body. I can't even remember. Had it metastasized? Was it, was it spreading? Or yeah, did they... it was spreading. So they took out as much as they could, but there was still some left. So she had to start chemo treatments. So one day I went to her place and she said, I've decided to get online and start dating someone. Well, let me back up. First of all, before the cancer, several years ago, her husband died of cancer. So she's a widow. Now she has cancer and she's treating it. She's lonely. She doesn't have friends, really. She's got a few family members around. I'm living in Oklahoma. She's living in Mississippi, so we're far away. She's in Jackson? Yeah. Okay. And I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I go to visit her one day, and she says she's going to get online and start dating. And I was okay with that. I met my husband online, as long as you're careful. And so I told her, just be careful. And she would send me pictures of the guys she met online. And she sent me a picture of one, and it was a Middle Eastern man with a funny-looking contract for a job he was doing at a diamond mine in Turkey. And it looked like it was a certificate that a kindergartner got for school that day for making an A on a test. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm not sure. there Are there diamond mines in Turkey? I don't think so. <laughs> I guess we could Google that. But all right. So... so She's sent you pictures of other people, and you thought, oh, that's nice. Mom's talking to guys. And then you got this one, and you were like, wait. Wait a minute. This is sketchy. Mm -hmm. Could just immediately hit you. Not because he's Middle Eastern or had dark skin, but because, what, the diamond mine certificate? The diamond mine. I mean, the man's holding, like in the photo, he's holding this. <laughs> yes, I have a picture of it. Okay. So you arch your eyebrows, and you contact your mom, and you say what? I said, Mom, this guy's a scammer. And just like that. Yeah. Scammer. It was that obvious. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm just asking because I believe, I totally believe you. So there's sometimes when I pick up the phone in the newsroom and I go, okay, this one's one of them. Yeah. Or you get an email and you just go, no. <laughs> so this one just hit you wrong from the get go. Well, yeah, the certificate was so obviously fake. All right. So you told your mom, mom, stay away from this guy. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'll be careful. No, she, she didn't say, okay, I'll stay away. She'll, she said, I'll be careful. Yeah. So several weeks go by and she's planning a trip to come and see me in Tulsa. So she sends me a text and she says, he's real. 
I'm like, oh, Lord, how am I going to handle this? So I didn't know how bad it was until she got here about a week later. And, and wait, how long is this since the first contact? It didn't take long. Weeks. Two weeks? Eight weeks? Yeah, maybe three. So two, three weeks after she sent you the photo of the guy with the diamond mine certificate yeah. from yeah. Turkey. Yeah. So she's coming and she's telling and she's convinced he's, this is a this is a thing. This guy's real. Mm-hmm. Diamonds right, mind is real. Yeah, and I'm thinking it's okay. She's going to be here soon, coming for a visit. So I'll be able to kind of work it out when she gets here. So we pick her up at nine o'clock at night from the airport. The door isn't even closed on the car. And she starts saying, Gerald this, Gerald that. His name was Gerald. Kumar was the name he went by. And on the way to our house, she hadn't been to our house before. It was So I'm, look at this, Mom. Look at that, Mom. Showing her we're driving by this huge Hard Rock Casino, which is kind of cool, on the way to our house. I'm like, look, Mom, look at all the lights and the Hard Rock Casino. We could go there. We, she w- wouldn't even look. All she was talking about was, Gerald says this and Gerald says that. So I actually took her around Tulsa looking at houses for them to live. To appease her. Her and Gerald. Yeah. Okay. In retrospect, was that a good plan to like buy into this and say, oh, for for even a heartbeat, April, what yeah. were you thinking when you, you said, okay, mom, yeah, we'll look for a house for you and Gerald to live in? No. if No. If I could go back. Hmm. What would, I mean, what, what's I the first thing you would do differently? Hmm. All right. Chew on that for a minute. Yeah. Continue with the story. So yeah. she, She's gone from guy with the fake diamond mine photo to shop house hunting to, to move in with this guy in the space of three weeks. Yes. All right. And, and they're going to get married. And and she's obsessed, clearly. This oh, is all okay. she thinks about, all she talks about, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. Mm-hmm. While she was here, was he calling? Was he texting? Yes, was I he... talked to him on the phone. You talked to him. I had that conversation. Well, it, if I could go back, I would do that differently. Um because I wanted to hear what he sounded like, but she was sitting there next to me and so excited that I was talking to him. So I couldn't say what I wanted to say. My whole intention was just to hear what he sounded like. And I said, hi, Gerald, what are you doing? And it sounded like a really young kid. And he said in a very thick Middle Eastern accent, just watching TV. And that's basically all I said. So Gerald, not a Middle Eastern name. Um... No, but Kumar is. Kumar is. All right. So you just, you kind of let it go. Yeah. So then that night, you got to keep this in mind too. My whole family thinks I'm going to fix this. Mom's finally at my house. I've got some time with her. April, you got to do this and this and this and this. So So you've got a brother. Yes. What other family members? Um, She has two sisters. One sister believed Gerald was real. And one sister didn't. So one sister was mad at me for not supporting my mother in her new relationship. And the other sister wasn't very happy with me not being stern enough with my mother on talking to the scammer. So she wants me to fix it. Okay. So I'm like, how am I going to do this? And I got to kind of handle mom with these kitten gloves because she thinks she's very in love with this man. And she doesn't want me to say anything bad about him. So I got the photo of the contract, the diamond mine contract, and I reverse image searched it on Google, and it popped up contract scammers use. So I went in, I sat down, she was sitting on the bed, and I sat down on the bed, and I said, Mom, just let me show you something really quick. And she said, she put her hands on her head, and she goes, oh, April, don't burst my bubble. 
don't burst my bubble. And I said, just look. And I showed her the picture and the articles that popped up underneath it. And she said, I'm mad at him now. I'm going to have to ask him about this. And she was supposed to Skype with him that night. And I said, will you let me Skype? And she said, I don't think I'm ready for that. So then she starts telling me that he's not coming home yet because he's ran into emeralds in the diamond mine. It's slowing him down. Yeah, those pesky emeralds getting in the way. I know, and I'm, I'm. She's telling me this, and I'm just, oh boy. <laughs> so at this point, has any money changed hands? Okay, I don't think so. Up until that, also that night, I said, okay, you can continue to talk to him. Just do not send him any money. Promise me you won't send him any money. Oh, I promise that money is for you kids for when I'm gone, she said. So then it wasn't a month later I get a text from her. Gerald's a scammer. He took $200,000 of my money. Come get me. I was on my way to a football game, and I was just, what? She promised me she wouldn't send him any money. She lied to me. She's she. Sent you a text? Yes. And where was she? She's in Mississippi? She's in, she's in her apartment. I was on my way to a football game. In Oklahoma? No, I was in my hometown oh, in Kansas. Oh, you were in Kansas. Yeah. So you were in Independence. Mm-hmm. She's in Mississippi. Yeah. And she texts you and says, come get me? Yeah. Because I just lost $200,000. And I don't have any money left. Come get me. Yeah. Okay. So that money's gone. Yep. And- Gerald slash Kumar slash whatever the hell his name may actually be, you may never know, is in the wind. He's gone. Mm -hmm. What was that conversation like when you, did you go to, did you fly to Mississippi and and pick her up or? No, um, my brother and I arranged, my brother was going to go get her and get her stuff and bring her here. This was the week of Thanksgiving. So it just worked out that he had the time off anyway. So he was going to go get her for Thanksgiving, bring her here. Oh, last year? This last Thanksgiving. Okay. And so she was going to move in with me until we found a place for her to live on Medicaid or, you know, we're going to have to figure out something. And my brother and I were willing to help. So a few days before she was supposed to come here, I just got this bad feeling. And I was talking to my husband, Matt, and he said, I don't mind her living here, obviously, but I don't feel comfortable if she's told talking to the scammer because that's dangerous and I have kids to think about. And I said, okay. So I contacted her and I said, I just have one stipulation and that is you can't talk to the scammer while you're living here. And she refused. Okay. So um, I, I guess I'm confused. So she texted you and said, he is a scammer. He yes. stole $200,000 from me. Mm-hmm. And then she turns right around, and not only is she still in communication with him, but she'd re- same guy. Yeah. But she'd rather stay in communication with him than accept a home with her daughter and her daughter's family, even though she no longer has any money or any way to, to take care of herself. Yeah, she became addicted to his attention. And how how see. My brain is just I'm I'm just confused as to what kind of psychological state she's in where she knows she's been completely ripped off and left hanging. Well, a what was her explanation for why he needed this money? He's got a diamond mine full of diamonds and mm-hmm. emeralds as it turns out. What does he need her money for, especially 
$200,000. OMG. Do you know how long you can live in Turkey on $200,000? And now what? He wants more? He's waiting for the money for the diamonds. And he also said that he got into a car crash and killed someone while he was working. And they took his passport, so he needed money for that, too, for the legal fees. And now he needs more money? and But she's got no more money. I mean, does he know he's, or does she? Well, she's got another scammer she's talking to now. And I, she's not being honest with me about the money and who she's talking to. She's come up with some way to give this new scammer money. I know it. Okay, so back up for a second. What happened with, you know, Kumar okay. slash... So I took her phone and I stole his number from her and I started messaging him. Look, we know you're a scammer. Well, I tried several different. (laughs) First, I was like, I'm so glad you met my mother. She just, we used to be rich and now she doesn't have any money and so happy that she met you and you're going to take care of her and she's so sick. And, you know, I tried that kind of route first, making her seem unattractive to someone who needed money. Well, that didn't work. So I started uh, threatening him. So then what he did is try to scam me. And how did that, how did that go? I mean, what, what, he wanted you to send him money? Yeah. For what? He said he had a video of me and he needed money or he was going to post it online. That was actually fun. And I had the best time talking back and forth with him about that. (laughs) Go ahead, post it. He said he needed the money, not for him, for the children, the starving children. Of Turkey? Oh, he came up with some other country. I forgot. (laughs) So you had a phone number for him. Did you ever do a reverse lookup on that phone number? Mm -hmm, Nothing. No records. There was not one single record of him in the U.S. ever. Oh, it was an American number? Mm Mm-hmm. It was a U.S. area code? It was a cell phone? Mm Mm-hmm. So did he ever say he was an American citizen, a Turkish citizen? He said he lived in Jackson, the same place... My mom lives, and that he was just trying to get home to Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, so they could be together. Turkish diamond mine. Okay, and obviously, none of that ever happened. So, did she finally just give up on him, or did he give up on her, or did you scare him away? How did that? I don't think they're talking anymore. I think she is talking to another scammer now. And what I've learned in doing this podcast and doing these interviews is, it's just like a drug addiction. She's always been an overweight woman, so she's got kind of that insecurity going, and she's got this man who's telling her she's beautiful, and he loves her, and he's going to take care of her, and they talk constantly on the phone, and she likes the attention. And And she's apparently is willing to pay for it. Yeah, and she's older. She's got cancer. She's gone through all these treatments, so I just don't think that her thinking is what it once was. I mean, this, my mother was just a normal, she was once the vice president of a third party administrator for an insurance company. I mean, this is not a stupid woman, but she's not thinking with her brain anymore. She's thinking with her heart. And All right. So now let's go back to the question I asked you before. What would I do differently? Yeah. Because I know what I would have done. But I'm what would a you? very assertive, yes. very aggressive Your personality person. and my personality are, are very different. different. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what would I have done? Like day one, um, I would have talked very harshly to my mother about you are exposing yourself 
to uh, a person who who will steal your money and break your heart. There is no doubt in my mind, and you know if it's a choice between uh, him and me, I guess you're going to go. You're going to have to go with him because it's it's going to be tough love from me. Mm-hmm. I am not putting up with this. I don't care about the damn money for my sake. You can spend all the money on yourself. Yeah. Fly to Turkey. Take that two hundred thousand dollars. Get a plane. Hell, rent a Learjet. <laughs> Fly to Turkey, pick him up at the jail, pay, post his bond for his murder case, put him in the plane, and bring him back, yeah. and you'll still have 100000 laying around yeah. and change. I think that's the right way to handle it. The reason I struggled is because doctors gave mom three years to live, and I was so I wanted to be so careful about not doing anything I would regret, and... I think what I would do now, knowing everything I know now, is more of the tough love, but... I mean, do you not regret the way this turned out? I couldn't have stopped it. That's the other thing. It's ever. If I had a dime for every time someone said, well, why don't you just blank? And why don't you just blank? But when someone doesn't want a scammer to be a scammer, there's nothing I can do... To make him not a scammer. Or convince her that he is. Would you have had any legal recourse to go after, um, not not him, but to go after um, her as being no longer capable of handling her own finances? In other have, words, have her declared incompetent. We have thought about that. Yeah. Because, you know, at this point, I think any judge is going to take one look and go, oh, yeah, um, honey, mm-hmm. you need some help here. And again, it's not, you know, condemning your mom. I, I get that she's she's lonely. Her She's scared. She's got a fatal disease she knows will kill her. You know, that's that's not good in any by any stretch of the imagination in any way. It's a terrible, terrible position to be in. It's compounded by the fact that there are people that are willing to prey on someone like that. Not only willing, but happy to steal their money because these people do not give a damn. Yeah. So I know people are telling you you could do this, you could do that, but you just you didn't see the options. I've talked to some families who've done that, who've gone the legal route. It takes time, mm-hmm. and she hasn't hit bottom yet, and once she does, she will have no choice but to come to us and let us take over her finances. She's not going to have any finances left to take over at that point. Yeah. I mean, by definition, hitting rock bottom financially means, yeah, I got no more money. Yeah. So, boy, I mean, it's a, it's terrible. And you know, and I feel bad for you. I feel bad for the family. And that's and that's one thing that that hopefully your show helps people understand is that it's not just the the victim that's being catfished. It's the people that love them and the people around them that are all affected by this. Mm-hmm. Tragically, this breaks up families. This makes you know really awkward conversations. And, and yeah, she texted my brother and I this morning and said, "Hey, let me know what's going on with your lives." Well. We've kind of distanced ourselves a little bit because when we talk to her, we don't know what she's telling us is the truth. So I go back and forth. Sometimes I get angry, and then sometimes I just ignore it and think I just want to talk to my mom and forget about all the scamming stuff just so I can have a normal conversation with my mom about regular mother and daughter things. She's aware I'm doing this podcast, and she's not happy about that at all either. So, Do you think she'll listen? No. I wish she would. So if she did... What would you say to her right now, knowing all that you know, having been through this, still 
going through this, what would you say to her? I don't think there's anything I can say. I've said everything I can say. Have you? Yeah. Have you said, Mom, this has to stop. And if you can't stop it, I will. And I will spend every dime I have and I will go after full control of your of your life if that's what's necessary to protect you from yourself. Yeah. Would you say that to her? Yeah, I would. Would I'm, you do it? Yeah. I mean, I I did put my foot down when I told her no. That was big for me. That was really hard for me because here I have a mom who's dying of cancer with no money and I won't let her come and stay with me. And that was a hard decision to make and I wrestled with it a lot. Because what if she died next month and then I had to live with that guilt? But I decided to go ahead and make that decision anyway, mostly because of my husband and his kids. I mean, if it were just me, I probably would have let her come. But I want to honor my husband's wishes. And my husband and I haven't been married. We're still newlyweds. and We've got this great marriage. And I didn't want to put this problem in between us either. And so that's probably the main reason I made that decision. But So... One one more quick question. Oh, yeah. What what are you doing next? What's next? Hmm. Wait. This, doing this podcast has been very therapeutic for me. Cathartic. I've, yes, I feel like it, it's given me a new purpose. Um, just learning more and spreading the word. I guess what's next? First of all, I've got to give. I've got to call her. I haven't called her in a while. I need to call her. Check in. And um. And ask her to listen to this. Yeah, and ask her to listen to this. That'd be good. There you have it. My life, my struggle, my reason for doing this podcast, and the reason I will continue to do the podcast for as long as I can. I can't track down my mother's scumbag scammer, and I can't prosecute him, and I can't get her money back. I can't even convince her that he's the bad guy and I'm the good guy. So there's only one thing I can do, and it's because it's what I do for a living, and that is broadcast the story to others. If you're listening to this podcast, you're already doing your part. So from the bottom of my heart to you, thank you for that. One thing, there are so many podcasts out there. The only way we can get the word out is to share this podcast with the people you know, and that's going to be difficult. There are a lot of podcasts out there. And I'm so grateful for the people who have listened to this podcast and left a review. Until next time, my scammer warriors. Scammer warriors.